Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time. That's Limitless Wrestling. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, we're going to talk about a different indie promotion, but kind of related to Limitless Wrestling, of course. Let's Wrestle, their big return last weekend for Let's Rumble in Herman, Maine. All kinds of stories coming out of that one. And joining me, as always, is the owner and leader of Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle and Dice Arts Nation. It's Randy Carver. Randy, tell the good people hello. Oh, man, I'm uh, I'm not a good leader of Dice Arts Nation. I have not been there in months, but uh, I mean, it's I, hey, they, they close super early now compared to being open all night. So they can't <laughs> expect me to make it all the time. But I do love me some Dice Arts. Need to get back there. I'm doing well today, Josh. How are you? Well, now I'm I'm very upset about this Dice Arts news. They're not 24 hours anymore. No, uh, pandemic killed that. Because uh, I remember, like, it was kind of a uh, a thing that we would do for the local shows with the students early on, as we would all go out to Dice Arts and get food because they were open late. They had great home cooked food. Want to say they close at 10 p.m. for food now, but don't. 10 o'clock. To it. Oh, it's oh. it's definitely it's it's a lot earlier than you'd think for a place that was open 24 hours, but. I can understand that. I mean, there weren't many people out, you know, spring and summer of 2020 looking for their late night dice arts, but it's a bummer. Now my main driver is to get dice arts open 24 hours a day again. I think that's, that's what we need. That'll be a piece of normal I need back. So we'll see how that goes. What was your, what was your go-to meal there? Ooh, I love the Buffalo chicken sandwich. I also love the uh, chicken pot pie too, from there. Uh, always a good go-to. And of course, you got to get a dessert when you're there. I would always spring for some kind of piece of pie. Uh, yep. What were you going to, Josh? Well, it's been, I mean, it's been a long, long ass time since I've been to Dice Art. So I remember the, and usually when I was going there, at like, at, you know, one in the morning, two in the morning, uh, I wasn't too picky. You kind of catch my drift. Uh, cinnamon rolls, I remember. That, that was a thing there, right? I had to be, had to be. Yeah. And I just remember they never had them. <laughs> when we were there, you yeah, know, um, the Toll House pie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always that like the stuff that you're like, Oh, this really looks good. Like, ah, we don't have that. It's like, God damn. but yeah, anything, uh, the diners, diners are the best. I just had, I did have an idea though, Randy, I must be a somewhere in limitless nation. There must be a, someone that works, uh, is a chef for a restaurant or some sort of, you know, food service. And maybe this could be something that happens at a future Limitless or Let's Wrestle show. I, I think back to some of the various creations that uh, the one and only Danger Kid made during the pandemic that you and uh, John Alba, especially John Alba, questioned quite a bit. Uh, I'm forgetting the first one that almost made John Alba throw up on air. Maybe, you know, some sort of like Limitless uh, menu or something like that. Food items created by Limitless wrestlers, maybe a, a cookbook down the road. I mean, how about some of those ideas? I think that'd be very cool. Uh, I know a lot of wrestlers dabble especially because like you think of the like prepped meals that a lot of these wrestlers bring so a lot of them are doing like cooking throughout the week so i think something like that could be pretty cool i don't know if we're going to put it in the hands of danger kid after the synodog that he made and uh, i don't know things were weird at the start of the pandemic we had a little cooking show going and it was some really wacko stuff that was made on there but uh no i think that would be cool i mean we uh there, there's a few wrestlers already who I like anytime you go out with them, they're getting very specific types of meals as it is. You know what I mean? Mm, so I think that'd yeah. be some fun creations in there. So we'll uh, get into this uh, week's show before we begin. Obviously, wherever you're listening, subscribe, like the video, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening uh, on YouTube, please 
hit that uh, like button, subscribe button, and help us out. Five-star reviews, all that good stuff as well. If you have recipes, send those in as well. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about this past weekend's Let's Wrestle, the return, uh, Let's Rumble. And as always, you know, you know, check in, see how things are going. Uh, and you <laughs> said so we have a lot to talk about this one. This was, uh, let's start with everything that happened before the show. And there was issues. And I will, let's start with, uh, I'll go over your notes and, and go from here. Uh, massive snowstorm, Thursday night into Friday. Yeah, so honestly, I'm never stoked about a snowstorm around showtime. But I was stoked about this one because it looked like we weren't going to get affected by this storm in terms of people making it to the show. We had very few flights for this one in general, but with the time frame of the storm, it looked like we were going to make out all right because we were getting hit in this area, central Maine, like late day Thursday, and it looked like it would conclude midday Friday. No one was really sure. But unfortunately, Anthony Green and Ava Everett were to fly from florida to boston on friday morning not saturday morning day of the show so their flights thursday evening were canceled with absolutely nothing going out at all seemingly on friday and you kind of had to you know risk it if you were going to wait till saturday and see if something could be worked out but the you know possibility of getting on a flight probably for them saturday was very unlikely so they had a decision to make thursday night are they going to stay home for the weekend and they they would have missed let's wrestle. And also they had a booking Sunday for create a pro in New York. So they were going to be in the Northeast all weekend and actually plan to stay throughout the current week we're in because Ava leaves for Germany Thursday. We're taping this on Wednesday. So Thursday she leaves for Germany from Boston. Anthony green had bookings in Massachusetts and Vermont this coming weekend. So they decided to drive it and not stay home. And that drive, Josh, with absolutely zero stops from where they were going, uh, or from where they were leaving from, rather, was 18 hours. Nice. And, of course, with stops in there, it probably ended up being closer to 22. But uh, they decided to drive it, hit the road, and they just left immediately, pretty much, packed in the pug, and off they went. And uh, actually, on the way, it's pretty cool. Uh, And this just shows kind of the dedication uh, that someone like Anthony Green has on the way. Uh, Beyond was running Friday in Providence, and they had they had a tough time with uh, cancellations due to the weather, because obviously traveling was hell from anywhere coming into the Northeast. So uh, Anthony Green actually picked up a booking on the way, wrestled for Beyond at FET, came up on Saturday for the Let's Wrestle show and This actually segues into our next portion of this, which is Rat Daddy, the man we were talking about so highly last week. He did not make it to the show for his U.S. debut with Let's Wrestle. Uh, He had flown into Florida a few days early, actually, and this all happened before I even woke up on Saturday. Anthony Green, who had, you know, just had his about 22-hour drive, then wrestled and then slept for a little bit. He was up early in the morning because they were going to pick up Rat Daddy from Logan in Boston. Uh, I guess as an international traveler, you need to have your passport every step of the way, even if you're doing state-to-state travel. Hmm. Uh, He did not have his passport with him at the airport, left it at his girlfriend's house, and there was I guess there was no other flights that were going to be able to to have access for him to get on regardless if he went and got it or not. And that was it for him. And by seven 45 in the morning, we had found out that rat daddy was not going to be able to make it to the show. 
Uh, I talked with Danger Kid and uh, we brainstormed for a minute and we knew that Dustin Waller of the Miracle Generation was planning to come up for this event. There was no guarantee he was going to be on it. He was just coming up anyway to help out and show some face. So he got an opportunity out of the deal to wrestle Anthony Green. So uh, it all pays off in the end. And I think Dustin Waller earned himself a spot for the future in Let's Wrestle and uh, who knows where he can take it from there. But uh, it's crazy how these things play out. Obviously, it's a bummer that we didn't get to see Rat Daddy and Let's Wrestle, but uh, hopefully we get to work with him at some point down the line. So not only that, Randy, this is uh, always a promoter's uh, worst nightmare. You had some ring issues before the show and resulted in a late start. Talk to us about that. <laughs> yeah, it was just, <laughs> I don't know. It went pretty smoothly, honestly, the day um, ahead of that happening. And I literally had stepped out for five minutes with Johnny Torres and all of a sudden I can hear like everything stop inside. Cause there was a seminar in progress with uh, probably eight or nine of the limitless dojo students and Anthony green. Um, and all of a sudden I just kind of heard everything come to a halt and I wondered, okay, maybe, uh, maybe we're just uh, talking at this point. Maybe the action has just stopped for a second or maybe it's a water break. And then Eric Greenleaf comes out and he's like, yeah, rings broken. <laughs> I'm like, what? And, uh, I guess we had an issue. One of the springs had uh, completely fallen over under the ring. And obviously that is kind of the structure for the center of the ring. So it was going to be unusable at that point. Um, And Larry, Larry Huntley, who is the owner of the ring, he wasn't present at the time of this. So uh, we're kind of just waiting it out for 20 minutes, waiting for him to get back to the venue. Um, But once Larry got there, we kind of game planned and figured out, the issue that we were having was because the ring was moving on the floor. And I, I wonder now with it being like a nice wood floor, maybe they had waxed the floor very recently or something of that nature, because we had been there two times already and there had been no issues of the ring moving, but uh, the ring had moved and essentially knocked the spring over in the middle of the ring. So uh, we put down different rubber padding that actually the venue supplied to us. And uh, one of their workers like, cut it up right in front of us some some old like rubber mat that they had and it actually worked very well like it worked for what we needed it for we just we weren't sure like it, it took close to an hour i think for us to kind of assess what the issue was because it was so obscure something that we've never had an issue with before uh, i've been working with larry huntley in some capacity since like late 2016 with this ring so uh, it was very obscure to have this happen but uh, we figured it out and uh, it got to a point where we trusted it because there was a point in time where honestly, like it was, I want to say this happened probably 4.30, 4.45. So there was a point in time where we wondered if the best alternative was going to be heading to the Limitless Dojo about 20 minutes away and packing up the ring from there as quick as possible to bring it to Herman and have that to use because um, where the rings differ is that Larry's has springs in the middle and ours is a flex beam so there's no spring in the middle so there would be uh if the ring moved the entire thing was going to go with it if that makes sense so structurally we knew even if the ring is moving it will work in this venue if we need it to but uh he was certain and confident that we were going to be fine once we made the adjustments and we were uh got through it and we're going to do a different setup i think for the next time that we're there to ensure that this doesn't happen but it was just pretty eye-opening because we had never had any kind of issue like this before especially with that venue usually once you 
once you run it once or twice, you kind of have a feeling for, especially structurally, if anything's going to go wrong with the setup. But um, yeah, that was kind of a, it threw a curveball into things, the proceedings for the day for sure. And on top of that, so that's actually not even why we had to start late because we had that figured out, I would say, by 5.30, quarter of six. Um, we had an audio issue because this was a this was a test run for kind of how we're going to revamp production for Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle moving forward because this Let's Wrestle show is going to look very on par to a Limitless show in terms of the production value. We had Harry Aaron in the house, and this time he actually wasn't behind a camera. He was doing the live edit upstairs as the event was going on. We had John Roy and Paul Glanz on the floor, and then um, we had commentary just overlooking a stationary hard cam up top. And we actually placed that a little differently in Herman, which I'm interested what people think about that. In terms of what made us have a delayed start, the audio from the commentary wasn't picking up in the live edit. So we wanted to at least take a 10-minute pause and see if we could get that rectified before the show started, which we luckily did. Um, but yeah, it was just some hiccups along the way, but that's hopefully something new that we're going to implement into, uh, the world of limitless wrestling moving forward. That's going to speeden up the turnaround time for these events. Cause the ideal goal is to be at for a Saturday show for limitless wrestling. There's a Monday premiere. So people who didn't get to see the show, they wouldn't have to miss out for very long. <laughs> So a lot of this, unfortunately, Randy, it's your fault because last week when we had this podcast, you said, yeah, we like these shows a little bit closer to home. You know, we talked about the audio cable issues and things like that, you know, and you're just like, ah, it's a lot easier and all that stuff. You're right in your backyard and all this stuff happens. So look, I mean, Randy, it's all your fault. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. I, I jinxed <laughs> it ahead of time. Um, and I was, I was literally thinking it that day. I'm like, wow, uh, it, it is very smooth to be back in Herman. And just, uh, we had yeah, a ton you... of the students there. So setup went super smooth and yeah, it was definitely feeling too good. So I knew yeah. something was going to happen, but I didn't know it'd be, uh, you know, those two things, but uh, I was a little hot, especially I hate starting late. I fucking hate that. But yeah, uh, sometimes, you know, you got to do it. And especially, you know, a show like that, it was a shorter show as Let's Wrestle typically is than Limitless Wrestling. So I knew that uh, an extra 10 minutes wasn't going to kill us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's good. Well, let's go into some of these results. And obviously, as uh, Randy mentioned, you'll be able to see these on IWTV. So Let's Wrestle Volume 15. Let's rumble again. This is the uh, first return in, in what was it? 2020. Uh, I believe it was at the, the last, that was the last show, right? Yeah. It was March 7th, 2020 was the last one. That's right. So a long time off and a lot of uh, new things happened in this uh, new chapter. So things kicked off with the limitless wrestling world championship on the line. After all, we had meant to talk about that week and didn't know what was going to happen, but as always with, the fighting champion, Alec price always went willing to put the gold on the line, opening up the show, defeating, Channing Thomas of Prestigious to retain the title. He goes into his uh, in uh, his uh, challenge of or his defense rather against Ace Romero coming up uh, at the end of this month in Limitless. Continues that big winning streak there. And tell us about this one. This was a lot of fun, and I thought it was cool that we kicked off the new era of Let's Wrestle with two guys who I consider Let's Wrestle OGs, guys who really established themselves in the first year of Let's Wrestle and moved themselves up the ladder to Limitless Wrestling. Channing's on a great run right now. He's looking great, having awesome opportunities and uh, having a lot of success in singles action. I mean, we, we've seen it for months in tag team and trios with prestigious, but 
Channing really standing out as a singles wrestler, and he's proven it here, taking a step up in the level of competition, going one-on-one with his former running buddy and let's wrestle and Alec Price, but couldn't get the job done. And there was a deal made to have this defense, Josh. Alec Price made it known that he's got no problem putting that championship on the line, but he had to send his busts to the back. So Channing was out there with no BRG, no Mac Daniels, and all alone he couldn't get it done with the gold on the line. So uh, another great defense for Alec Price, the winning streak continuing into that matchup with Ace Romero on the 26th, but uh, a really fun match, I think, to kick things off for Volume 15. Speaking of BRG, he uh, picked up a victory in a four-way over a young Jay Lee, Kylon King, and Ichiban as well. And yeah, so yeah, a little bit uh, thumbs down for prestigious start to the show. And then one match later, already on the way up. Yeah, they got a quick pick me up there. And BRG really capitalizing on the work in that match of Ichiban, which would come back to bite him later. Ichiban eliminating BRG from the Rumble, uh, getting a little punch back at prestigious there. But I, I did want to say super impressed with Kylon King. It was the One of the first times I had seen him in person since we got to work with him at our final student showcase in June of 2021. He went one-on-one with Channing Thomas on that date, but hadn't seen too much of him. Had seen him a lot in a tag team capacity. So to see what he could do here in a fatal four-way, very cool. I was super impressed, and uh, we've already announced it, but Kylon's going to be making his return at volume 16 on March 19th. So uh, we'll be seeing more Kylon in Let's Wrestle. Nice. And we talked about this earlier, you know, opportunity. You never know what's going to strike. You got to take it. Anthony Green defeating Dustin Waller, subbing in for the one and only Rat Daddy and Anthony Green picking up the victory, getting a nice streak for him. And yeah, tell us, I mean, for, for those that maybe aren't familiar with, with Dustin Waller, I know you mentioned, uh, you know, the school he's out of. Tell us a little bit about him and what he brought to the table in this one. Yeah, Dustin Waller, fresh off an injury to his foot, actually, that took him out of action for about a month, but uh, he's been someone breaking out in the Northeast for the past few months. He's one half of the Miracle Generation along with Kylon King. Uh, we saw them win the uh, Beyond Discovery Gauntlet on Uncharted Territory last year. And now they seemingly are popping up everywhere. But Dustin this time challenged in a singles capacity against, in my opinion, one of the best wrestlers on the independents today, Anthony Green. And, of course, doing so on, you know, maybe 10 hours notice. So. Props to Dustin Waller for capitalizing on the opportunity and locking himself into a Let's Wrestle spot for uh, months to come. So I'm excited to do a lot more with Dustin and Kylon. And maybe we got to test out this tag team thing with the two of them. I- I'm I'm pretty interested hmm. in it. Interesting. Interesting. Sure. Yes. Not not uh, No shortage of pairings in, uh, in Limos or Let's Wrestle that you could uh, put those guys against, huh? No. I mean, there's... There's a ton of matches, and they they were they were a team when when talking with MSP about you know the future of the Let's Wrestle Tag Division. Them along with the Haven, who MSP wrestled on this show, were two teams that came up in conversation. So mm. uh, I think the Haven will see more of, and I think Miracle Generation in a tag team scenario will see more of as well. well let's get before we get to that, we'll talk about the this is a in a basically the the fight to get in the number thirty spot in the Let's Rumble match. It was one, two, three, four, five, six. I can still count. Six way. Uh, and love Doug picking up the victory, defeating his uh, blood rival, Aver Everett, Armani Chaos, Gal Barquet, the debut in Gal Barquet, I should say, and Mike Grasha, and then uh, Sammy Diaz as well. And we talked about um, this a, a return in this one, a debut. And afterwards, I saw some pictures of uh, Ava Everett. It looked like she got a shiner out of this match, and she said that I hate love Doug. Did I get that right? <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, more than a shiner. Uh, it looked like she had a uh, softball-sized lump on her forehead. Yes. And she was not very pleased about that. But love Doug walking out victorious, jumping off the balcony in this match. I'm not sure if you saw that video, Josh, but that was I did. a little bit. Yeah. Um, awesome performance here from a few people in this match. I mean, love Doug. I think Armani really stood out. Uh, I'm interested to see more of Gal Barquet, uh, but love Doug securing that number 30 spot and gave himself uh, a very good chance to walk out with the Let's Wrestle Championship. And you talked about last week, uh, Mike returning to the organization. How do you look in his return? Mike looked good, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, first time I think Mike Gross has been on any kind of limitless affiliated event in maybe four, maybe five years. I don't know. It's crazy that it's been that long, but uh, awesome to have Mike in again. And these scrambles are so much fun in there. I think they're a perfect way to uh, have a talent kind of make their return and, and see what they bring to the table, especially in a chaotic match like this. But uh, awesome to have Mike again. I think people were really excited to see him. And you talked about the Haven uh, making their uh, their presence felt. On this last special show against uh, the incumbent favorites, MSP, MSP picking up the victory over the Haven. And what do the fans see out of this one? Uh, I think just like Kylon King, I was super impressed with how much the Haven have grown in the six or seven months of which I hadn't really seen them in person much. Um, they were at the final installment of the Student Showcase series as well. They went toe-to-toe with the competition, but... Uh, again, taken to the limit by MSP here, MSP walking out with the victory. But I think we really saw, and MSP said it on the mic afterwards as well, I think we saw a, a new team really rise to the occasion and solidify themselves in main wrestling, and that was Jay Onyx and Sean Knight of the Haven. Uh, so I think uh, plan on seeing more of them and let's wrestle in the future. I'm excited to throw some tag team challenges at them, and uh, maybe it'll be very soon. Uh, I haven't confirmed with them, but I uh, I think I've got something cooked up for March if we can set it up. Mm. Who knows? Maybe down the road, a invitation to a prom, perhaps, or something like that. Maybe if the things turn out well, who knows, right? Yeah, you're just banking on me saying wrestle prom's coming uh, back. Huh? Remember, it's a, I get to bring it up every episode. I got to bring it up. Got to bring it up someday. I, I mean, I, Randy, I bought this nice powder blue frilly tux two years ago, and I haven't been able to use it. So I'm just looking <laughs> for some sort of excuse. Mail is busted out of the show sometime. It'll happen. You should. You should just start <laughs> the movement right there. Uh, this was promising to be a hard hitting affair going into this. I'm sure it was. Rip Bison against Mortar. And Rip Bison picking up the victory. Is this as hard-hitting as I thought it would be? Yeah, and right off the rip, too. I mean, Mortar jumping Rip Bison on his entrance, and the fight was on the floor. Uh, and it was cool, kind of cool to see someone take it to Rip Bison the way that he takes it to other people. I think Mortar wasn't scared, didn't come in shook by Rip Bison. He wanted to come in and take him out early, but it just didn't happen for him here. Rip Bison continuing the run he's been on. And it's been quite a streak recently throughout Limitless Wrestling, picking up another victory here. And that was some steam heading into the Let's Rumble match. Mm. And speaking of Let's Rumble, of course, we talked about Mike McCarthy defending his uh, championship in the Rumble. This is uh, the first time, not the first time the title's been on the line, the Rumble, but the first time the champions put it in, be like, I'm going to go this whole way. And uh, Mike McCarthy did not end up the champion at the end of the night, but who did? Another I mean, this is I, I, I somewhere John Alva is, is smiling, uh, beaming right now as if prestigious needed some more ego. Mac Daniels winning the 2022 Let's Rumble to become the very new Let's 
wrestle champion. I, the, I, the words are coming out of my mouth. I can't believe it, but Randy, you have a new champion and it's Mac freaking Daniels. You know what, it, you know what it is. You know what time it is. You know what, uh, time it is. You know what it is, even, what time it is. Either, trust me. Yeah. Um, something like that. No, uh, I mean, one win away from a clean sweep here for the entire night for prestigious Mac Daniels going from number two. And here's the crazy thing. Mike McCarthy coming in. Number one, Mac Daniels, number two, Alec Price, number three. They were the three wrestlers that were in the ring last for Let's Wrestle. They collided in a triple threat match for the Let's Wrestle Championship March of 2020. That was cool to see. And Masshole lasting till the final five. He eliminates Mortar and then gets taken out himself. A little too much time paying attention to Mortar. Our final four, Anthony Green, Rip Bison, Channing Thomas, Mac Daniels. And from there, I mean, Rip Bison nearly had this match won, even with it coming down to him versus Prestigious. Uh, he had Channing dumped over the top and Mac Daniels capitalizing. He held on. He got himself back in the ring, and he was able to dump both Rip and Channing to take this one home. So I was I was interested what that smile is kind of going to look like from John Abel because, I mean, he dumped his boy to win this match. But mm. I guess if Prestigious takes home the gold, I guess all is well. I saw John Abel trying to cover it up on Twitter. So maybe all is fine with Prestigious, but I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, those guys are uh... – they're competitive, but I think they're competitive with each other. So yeah, I'm very interested to see how that plays out in the ring. And always, uh, we talked about your know, surprises and kind of some uh, returns and things like that for those people that didn't see it. Uh, who was a uh, who, who came back for this or who debuted and, and all that? Yeah, so uh, I don't want to spoil a couple of these, but we literally uh, another two kind of curveballs thrown into the days leading into this event were two of the surprise entrants were not able to be a part of this. So. I think uh, I think very soon we're going to see them in a Let's Wrestle ring, so I don't want to spoil it yet, but mm. there were two surprises that were originally planned for this that for two different circumstances just weren't able to come to be. Uh, we did see Eric Johnson, one half of the Let's Wrestle Tag Team Champions, make his return to the world of Limitless Wrestling in this matchup. We saw Perry Von Vicious make his return to Let's Wrestle in this matchup as well. Uh, the debut of Shannon Levangi, a promising standout from the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Limitless Dojos, Jacob Drifter, Jason Maverick, and Dylan Nix all made an appearance in this matchup. But uh, definitely check this one out if you're a fan of Rumbles. I know I am. I had a blast watching this one, and uh, especially for what goes on with Prestigious at the end. Have your eyes glued to it, because I don't believe all that they're saying that everything's fine. So you can judge for yourself. And I had it confirmed that you were not in this year's Rumble, correct? I was not. No, I was manning the music for this thing. So uh, oh I was in the corner watching all the proceedings. But no, I did not get in there and get tossed over. Well, there's always hope for 2023. And you never know, man. You never know. And you never know what's going to happen at a Les Russell show. And the next one, as Randy mentioned, Saturday, March 19th, returning back to the same venue, Herman, Maine. With mats, springs, everything you'd ever want for a pro wrestling ring will be there. Uh, volume 16, play for keeps. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on limitlesswrestling.com slash let's wrestle. And uh, as Randy mentioned, obviously the return of a uh, mentioned return of Rip Bison, Kylan King, and yeah, more matches to be announced. So pay attention to limitless wrestling or let's wrestle socials rather. And you'll get all the information about that. So, Randy, you ready to uh, get on the hot seat and answer some questions here or what? Let's do it, Josh. Let's do it, Bob. Ask Limitless. And this is when the fans ask the questions. And these are, uh, let's see. 
Ryan from Ryan. How did the pairing of Troy Nelson and Johnny Torres on commentary begin? They're my favorite tandem behind the microphones on the Indies. I would have to say they're my favorite as well. I love the chemistry that they have together. And uh, I think especially over the past few months, they've grown into such a tight product behind the microphones that can really guide you through what's going on in the world of limitless wrestling. They came together, I believe it was in the summer of 2021 was the first time that we had them uh, kind of starting to do the live events together as a team, because I remember I wanted it for the first show back. I believe Johnny Torres had a different obligation he had took earlier on that same date. So I ended up doing it with top shelf on the first show back, but uh, pretty much from then on out, it's been Johnny Torres. It's been top shelf. Troy. Uh, We have John Alba in the mix every now and again when he's around, but Obviously, with his obligations picking up with Prestigious and the podcast, uh, I knew that he wouldn't be a, a fixture every single show. So Top Shelf and Torres, along with an occasional Sam Laterna, I think that's the dream team behind the mics. And uh, I think they do a really good job together. They tell great stories. They notify fans of what's going on if they haven't been watching the product, if they're new to it. Uh, I think they're excellent. And uh, it, it really came to be because these are two guys who – I've thought are super talented behind the scenes in wrestling for a long time. I think Troy Nelson, a uh, super underrated commentator and has been for a while. And Johnny Torres just has such a deep knowledge of not only the move sets of these wrestlers, but where they come from, what their motivations are. And uh, I think you put those two together. It's awesome. And from Martin, what's a goal that you have for both limitless and let's wrestle as 2022 begins. I would say kind of throwing back to what we were talking about earlier, I think uh, amping up kind of the turnaround time on these events and not only amping up the turnaround time, but uh, diving into live streams wholeheartedly and trying to make that an obligation for us moving forward. And I think uh, with this new like uh, system that we've got in place with Harry in terms of the live edit, I think it's certainly possible to do once we work out all the kinks and, uh, figure everything out that we need to figure out, but uh, it's it's a it's a definitely a new process. It's a learning curve to it, and something that we're gonna have to kind of you know fiddly fart around with for the next couple months. But uh, I think a major goal for the end of this year is to have either live streams consistently for the Limitless Wrestling shows or an amped up turnaround time that lets us get out the event from the weekend prior within a few days. I like that term, fiddly fart. I don't think I've ever heard that before. No, that's a permanent part of the vocabulary, fiddly farting around with something. Hmm. Are you you fiddly farting around? Is that why the podcast has to get a plug at a Let's Wrestle show or a Limitless show? Is that what's going on? Oh, my Christ. How did you (laughs) – did you have inside reporters telling you that it didn't happen at Let's Wrestle, or do you just assume? Uh, Randy, I mean – I, I am from the 207. I am older than you also, and I have ro- I have roots everywhere. Okay. Everywhere, from Madawaska to Machias to Mount Sunapee. That's not even in Maine, so I'll move on to the next question because that joke. <laughs> Machias, one of my favorite wrestling towns. <laughs> yeah, I was – so I had uh, cousins that grew up in Machias, so we would drive from – the Oxford Hills, uh, Bethel area, all the way over to uh, that was a that was a, a hike all yeah, the way over to Machias. We, yeah, we stayed there for a week. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. I liked Machias <laughs> a lot. All right, from R I N G A R N D Ring Earned on Twitter. What new talent do you have your eyes on next? Limitless Wrestling has always been known for bringing in talent that generally becomes top tier. Um. 
in terms of people who have not wrestled for us yet, uh, I was able to check Eli Knight off the list. He'll be making his debut at Too Hot to Handle on the 26th. Honestly, uh, and someone that I just haven't been able to lock down since he's been able to come back to the States, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey has been on the list for a long time. Mm. That's someone I hope to check off at some point this year. Uh, Cole Radrick, I think, has been super impressive recently. I've seen a couple shows that he's been on recently. Uh, he's someone I'd like to get in the mix later this year. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give you one I'm, I'm curious about. Uh, very buzzy right now in the Indies, Nick Wayne at Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Nick Wayne. Uh, I've seen a couple of the GCW shows he's been a part of. He's super fun. Um, oh, this is always my pick. Uh, Judas Icarus from the Vancouver wrestling area, speaking of Pacific Northwest, because uh, he wrestled there a ton as well pre-pandemic. I think Judas Icarus is super talented. Uh, Heather Monroe as well out of Florida. Uh, I'm a fan of Heather Monroe. Watched a couple matches of hers recently. Uh, that's another person I'd like to get involved. But uh, the list continues to change, and I know that I'm forgetting people off the cuff, but uh, I would definitely say uh, Speedball is at the top. Judas Icarus, Heather Monroe, Nick Wayne would be on there. I would say ASF as well, another GCW guy who I saw, mm-hmm. uh, where did I see him? The Hammerstein Show for the first time and yep. uh, immediately went and watched a few matches afterwards and was really impressed. From Nate, with a company like AEW seemingly signing so many talents and with so many of Limo's staples being signed, how do you and company approach the future? People like MJF and Christian Casanova you've had for years have now quote-unquote moved on. So with people getting signed faster and faster, is there a different strategy to building a quote-unquote local hero? With local or with larger national companies signing more talent, is there a much more faster uh, revolving door, if you will? Something I, I think about a lot, and, and we've talked about before in that. Uh, you know, AEW and, and they're really with, with them and it's kind of the rise of some of these other uh, uh, groups, you know, it makes it tougher because they're running more shows, which limits their availability to you to, to book dates on. And it's a, it is something that I think all indie promoters have had to figure out and, and you're no uh, stranger to that. But yeah, I mean, kind of how you've have gone about booking and, and trying to find talent. And, and to me, part of it, I, I think is probably just, uh, um, you putting the faith in who you have and kind of playing playing with the 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 uh, the cards in your that you're dealt and trying to figure things out along the way. It's kind of what happened when AG got signed. That's what happened. Christian Casanova got signed. MJF. It's uh it's just something I think with you and main indie promoters, you just have to kind of like just run with it and do the best you can. I think it's exciting more than anything. And I mean, obviously, there will be scenarios where uh, the timing doesn't work out in your favor and. Uh, maybe you have to do, uh, you know, you have to get someone out of the equation super quick. And that's happened before. And I think it will continue to happen. But I think it really uh, opens things up more now with AEW in the picture and uh, how many people they've signed and employed. And obviously, WWE, uh, maybe not as much indie wrestlers as they used to, but they're still signing people as well. Um I think it's cool because it really opens things up and it makes you look towards the future continuously. And uh, who do you want to build? Who do you want to work with? Who do you have trust in to push things forward, not only for them, but for you? Um, And I think like the road, which was, in my opinion, kind of an extension of what Let's Wrestle is. uh, I think having Let's Wrestle back is 
awesome because that's where we really get to try out some new people and, and get a feel for, you know, who's next on the come up and, and who do we want to bring to limitless wrestling next and uh, do something with, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's pretty cool. Cause it does open things up in the sense of uh, you have to be forward thinking and you have to look ahead to what wrestlers now are going to develop over the next three to six to nine months to maybe a year uh, and where they're going to be two years from now and three years from now. It's so tough to tell because there are some wrestlers. And I think like, I feel like it's changed a lot over the past, like 10 years. Now a wrestler can get really good and get some buzz in like a couple years time. And they could be getting themselves a contract. I mean, we, yeah. we saw that with Leo rush and I felt like I witnessed that from start to finish because he just like got hot super quick. And then he was signed somewhere within like two years. And that's fucking crazy because there are some, like I remember Ethan page put out this tweet one time that was like, you know, he didn't, he didn't get his big break until he was something like 12 or 13 years into his career. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a guy who was hitting the roads. He was doing seminars early. He was wrestling every weekend. He was trying to do whatever he could to get his name out there. And I think, with seeing that, like, I, I think it's so easy from a wrestler's perspective to get discouraged sometimes because, like, there are some wrestlers who make it and get a contract and maybe make some life-changing money within, like, three years of being in the business. But um, I think the cream always rises to the top. I think the ones who truly want this, the workhorses, they'll end up making it one way or another. And uh, some people we're going to be blessed to have a lot of time with, or maybe they're even with AEW and we can continue to use them, like someone like a J.D. Drake um, or a, uh, Daniel Garcia, but, uh, you just never know. And, uh, I think that's, what's cool about independent wrestling is there is consistent talent flow right now. You're seeing guys on the come up, uh, you're seeing a new crop form and you're also seeing like guys who unfortunately lost their jobs with WWE, but they're hitting the independent scene with a whole new attitude and a whole new outlook. And some of them might be making better money on the Indies, you know what I mean? But, uh, I think mm -hmm. it's a cool time. I think you just have to you have to be open to change and you have to be open to uh, things flowing in and out quickly. Sometimes I remember at one point people are worried about, and this seems is cyclical. Like they worry about, Oh, are the Indies going to be depleted of talent, you know? And Never. now there's, there's more talent than ever. Right. I mean, between the releases, between the people that have just risen up. I mean, the names that we've mentioned, the names from like five years ago uh, that we didn't even know. And now we all know them, you know, it just, it's, it's just all everyone hits its characters. It's um, it's the right booking as you know. Um, yeah. And putting together shows, there's also a budget to keep in mind. I'm sure you'd love to do these, <laughs> these shows like, you know, warrior wrestling does at Chicago, or it's just like, star after star after star after star but you know we're also realistic like we're in uh yarmouth maine and herman maine not you know it's not chicago where you can draw off you know millions of people that live there it's um it's trying to find the kind of that happy balance of of your budget with your uh booking with how the audience reacts because you, you, you know, you've done this before there's people you booked on shows where you thought that uh, they might get a reaction one way and fans just don't take to them. And there are some that all of a sudden people just absolutely fall in love with and may take them a couple of shows and, and they just feel like they're kind of like part of the family. You know, like I think of like Big B, for example, or J.D. Drake or, you know, some of these guys that just come in and then it just takes they know them. But it just takes a one angle this way or one this way. And all of a sudden they're like, you know, they're they're part of us now. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100 percent. And uh I think it's cool to feel when that change kind of happens for people and, and when the crowd 
really gets behind somebody. You know, I, I felt it with uh, some of the newer wrestlers who have debuted because, man, it like we've talked about it, but coming back in June felt like an entire new landscape. It felt like an entirely fresh roster. And there were so many people who were like debuting in front of the live audience for the first time. But with wrestlers like uh, Waves and Curls, Love Doug, Becca, um, on the flip side, Charles Mason, you know what I mean? But Beef is a good example as well. Like all these wrestlers coming to Limitless for the first time, wrestling in front of people for the first time in 2021. Um, it's been really cool to see who has stood out to, uh, you know, to the fans and who they've taken in and who they really want to support and push forward moving forward. Right. And talk about like kind of building a local here. I just, the best example is Alec Price. I mean, you look at, he was the sub in that match against JD Drake and now he's the champion and he's not, he's a legit champion. You know, people absolutely took to him and it took like a year, you know, it's, it's a lot of things can happen and it's crazy. To look back on all the stuff that happened a year ago and where we're at now. And uh, yeah, things just kind of work themselves out. Uh, let's see. Next one up from Tone. Is there a release date for the series for limitless trading cards? So there's nothing set in stone in terms of a release date. However, I can tell you that it will be spring 2022 when these cards in. It might be a little earlier, but I'm going to commit to spring of 2022. These cards will hit LimitlessWrestling.com and be available. And from William, will there be variant cards included in the next set, like Series 3? Yes, there. Are, uh, there's going to be actually a few more than Series 3 had. Um, I believe in Series 3, the only two that we had that were any different were there were two Let's Wrestle cards and I think five uh, Limitless Dojo rookie cards. So looking ahead to Series 4, there's going to be a behind-the-scenes series. There's going to be a champion series. There will be the rookie cards again. And uh, maybe another one that uh, I, I won't release here just yet, but there's going to be a few different types of variants in Series 4, as well as a couple Relic cards that will be uh, a numbered series. So those will be tough to find. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge set. I think it's going to be the biggest set that we have done yet. So uh, more information on that, I assume, we'll be sharing within the next month or so. From Derek, any chance of bringing in Tyler Breeze to team with Dango? This is one of the things I thought of when you were first, when Dango first hit the scene. I'm like, huh, that'd be an interesting tag team. But yeah, what about that? It was actually something we looked into the first time we were working with Dango. But at the time, and I'm not sure if anything has changed, Tyler Breeze was rehabbing injury. So um, he actually has not done a whole lot on the independent scene just yet. So uh, we'll see when that changes. I'm definitely interested in trying to make something happen because I think uh, Tyler Breeze, Dirty Dango, MSP would be a lot of fun. Oof, boy, that would be awesome. Uh, from Johnny Torres, the one and only, when will we see the return of the Duckweiser dance breaks? Awesome question. Uh, you must know about the dance breaks if you've watched The Road, Josh. Well, absolutely, 100%. There's a, uh, there's a compilation of these on our YouTube channel, which we pulled up the other night following let's wrestle uh, a few of us were getting down and watching these uh dance breaks with doug weiser but i think they're a lot of fun and i actually talked to doug weiser this weekend i said we got to bring that back and get that back into rotation so it might be coming soon i'm hoping for more in 2022 but i've got no confirmation hmm. from jason when does what do the post-show rituals include for the two of you following limitless events um Limitless events are pretty low key usually because it is quite a drive home. So it's usually the, uh, the teardown, 
loading everything up back into the SUV. And then it's a about two and a half hour drive home, uh, two hours, I guess, if there's no weather. But uh, it, typically it's always a stop at the exit 17 Cumbies, of course, before I get on the interstate, maybe get mm-hmm. a sandwich, maybe uh, grab a drink or two. And then it's hitting the road. The let's wrestle post-show rituals are much funner because they're closer to home. A lot of people are staying in the area. So typically we're either all packing up at the dojo and watching some old Japanese wrestling while everybody hollers and hoots or it's a danger kid's house. But uh, I'm interested in yours, Josh. Do you have any post-show rituals following Limitless? I have nothing that interesting. I go home. <laughs> That's really yeah. about it. I, uh, yeah, my, I live about an hour and 15 minutes away from Yarmouth. So my usually once the show ends, I kind of, Hang out for a minute, see if there's any like post-show angle, because occasionally that does happen at Limitless shows. And then I am out the door in the parking lot and on the highway in like five minutes. So yeah, yeah that's what I usually do. And yeah, I end up home uh, home pretty late. So I wish I had some some more uh, interesting stuff. I'm trying to think, man, what is it? What is a party at Danger Kids House like? Uh it's it consists of uh, a lot of top shelf Troy Nelson commentary from the living room. Uh, hopefully some hangs with danger kids, cat Paul, but, uh, typically we're just ragging on, uh, our boy pig pen, Paul glands, the cameraman and, uh, going back and forth with him, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's typically crews that I only get to see like show weekends, like Alec and Ripper Perry was there this time, Johnny Torres. Um, and John, I, I feel like that's like a, a huge piece that, of wrestling that we didn't have, of course, uh, throughout the pandemic era was like the hangs, you know, during the like show days or that night. Uh, I remember like a lot of fond memories that I have early on in the business, like first couple years were uh, the post show at, you know, Alexander Lee's house with like Johnny Torres and Scott Wilde, uh, Shane Marble maybe in there. But uh, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. You kind of, especially this time, like it was a lot of talking about the let's wrestle show who we like what we thought of everything and um i ended up re-watching alec and channing there and uh, i don't know it's a good time it's pretty low-key nice. but. Hmm. maybe one of these days i'll get an invite to one of these things you should the thing is like i wish i wish we did them after limitless shows but like nobody lives close and yeah, yeah. typically nobody is going to stay overnight in that area because everybody local is like a couple hours away. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, yeah I've yeah. actually been trying to lock down like a, maybe an after party eatery place close by that we could go do something with, you know, some of the crew and the wrestlers. But um, I don't know. It was tough, especially like pandemic. No one was looking to do anything like that right off the roof. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't been to Central Maine in a long time, Randy. Maybe may take a drive up there a little bit of time. You see this dojo. Up, yeah, see this dojo. Yeah, you do should. some uh, ra- hit a let's wrestle show, stay for the night. That's right. Take some bumps, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. From Lake Jadu, L-A-K-E-J-A-D-U-E on Twitter. Do you think you'll ever run a show in the great state of Vermont? I would love to come to Vermont. I have never been to Vermont in my life. Um, what? I have never been. But I would love to go. Uh, I would love to host the show there. I don't really know like what the scene is in that area. I don't think much goes on. I know that for a short time period, Owen Brody of the Syndicate was doing some Impulse Pro Wrestling shows in Vermont. Um, and I actually, uh, AG is right. We talked about it earlier. He's wrestling it, yeah. Channing Thomas on one this weekend in Vermont. Uh, I bet that match will be good. 
Uh, I'll be interested to hear from him how it went because I believe MSP wrestled for this same promotion like three or four years ago. And they had a good experience. I think they whacked a deer on their way home, unfortunately. But um, they had a good experience there and said it was a good time. So I'm curious, uh, especially after not having wrestling for a little while, what the scene in Vermont is like. But uh, I definitely think it's something that we could look into as time rolls on. Yeah, I, I cannot believe you've never in your life been to Vermont. That's crazy. It's not that far away. Life. Unbelievable. Yeah, Vermont's fun, especially if you're into beers and things like that. It's a... Uh, it's a good spot. Good spot. Log, like lakes up there. We go up there every, uh, we started to every summer a couple of years ago as a family, the uh, in-laws rent a place on uh, Lake Elmore and it's uh it's really good, really good place. Yeah. I can see you doing a show there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, from it's antichrist on Twitter tag belts win. Good question. Everybody has this question every Everybody single does. time we do one of these. I think we're getting closer and closer to it becoming a reality. I really do, especially with the tag team division heating up the way that it has. And uh, a shout out to MSP who really helped kind of create and uh, figure out what this tag team division was going to look like in 2020, 2021, and now in 2022. As I'm sure in the next few months, we're going to see some new teams added to the mix. But uh, I'm not sure. I think we've got a few situations to handle in terms of tag team championships. And uh, we've obviously got a situation with the Let's Wrestle tag titles that we've got to look into as well. So uh, I, I think in both circumstances, I think we're going to look into it very soon and figure something out. And I'm an idiot. It's it's anti-Christ. <laughs> it's, it's spelled anti-Christ. Auntie, auntie I should have pronounced it. It's anti-Christ. That's what I should have done. For that one, unbelievable. So I apologize for that. <laughs> ben, <laughs> I, got, I mean, look, the people are going to do the gimmicks. I got to get them over, right? From Ben, what promising limitless dojo trainee should we be on the lookout for in 2022? Love this question. Um, a lot of students in the dojo right now busting their ass. And I think especially after the Let's Wrestle show, it really got some motivation and motion for a lot of these cats. Um, Jason Maverick, who you saw in the Let's Rumble match, hit a huge black hole slam on BRG. I loved it. Uh, Jason Maverick, I think, has been really improving in the Limitless Dojo. He's been making a lot of strides. He's been training his ass off. And I think if he sticks with it and continues to be motivated, I think he's going to have a big year ahead of him. Uh, son of uh, late referee Joey Gleets. And he's been really impressive, man. And uh, he was someone who I would not have bet would have been in this position a year ago. So, He's really changed the minds of not only myself, but a lot of people involved with Limitless Wrestling and is doing great things. Um, Jake Hez as well, the hothead of the Limitless Wrestling Dojo. Jake Hez, I think you'll see in action very soon in Let's Wrestle competition. Uh, he's been someone, an, another guy working his ass off. He's at almost every single class we have and uh, improving every time. So Jason, Jake, and uh, I'm going to shout out a couple guys who have been really busting ass. They're not, uh, they're not at the point where they're wrestling yet, but uh, I've got good faith in them that they'll be, you know, in a, in a position to wrestle later this year. Uh, boy, Levi Spade, Donkey Boy Bandit, CC Dunks, uh, and Colin Wheeler, uh, the youngest student of the Limitless Wrestling Dojo. The three of them have been really busting it lately, and uh, they're getting to a ton of classes. They're progressing at good rates, and uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for them. But in terms of wrestlers in the ring, Jason Maverick, Jake Hez, be on the lookout for them in the next few months and around Maine wrestling in general. And, of course, uh, the Belfast Bulldog Dave Dyer making his way back to class. He's a listener of the show, and 
Uh, he actually had some surgery that took him out of action for a few months, but he's been getting back in and grinding at the dojo. I wonder if we'll see him and Eric Johnson pop up together very soon. I mean, he must be fueled by dog food, I'd say, at this point, right, still? Yeah, I uh, after eating all of that, which he did not <laughs> have to eat all of that, it was not eat the entire can of dog food, but if you're going to volunteer, no one's going to stop you, you know? Yeah. Uh, one random question for me uh, regarding the dojo. Do you ever, like, you know, you're doing training in uh, you know, the garage door bays open and stuff like that. Do you ever have anyone, like, randomly just show up there and they just kind of, like, hang around longer than they should, you know what I mean? <laughs> um. So typically when we're doing classes or if anyone is like coming into workout we do keep the garage door closed because there's a it's like a business complex so i don't want to be more loud than we already are you know what i mean but yeah there was a time this was this past summer where uh i had just had the garage door open to kind of air the place out because it smells like a sweat shack sometimes i had the door open and all of a sudden like i thought i saw movement out of the corner of my eye and I look back and there's just this random young child who is uh, has their head, you know, the, the, where the way the garage door is set up, there's like a ledge. So it's it's probably like a good four foot ledge that it, that it sits on. It's like so you can back a truck up to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Loading um, dock, yeah. And so I'm, I, all I see is this child's head just peeking in. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And I said hello. And uh, they pointed at the ring. And all of a sudden, the mom pokes her head around the corner. She's like, howdy. And uh, just just random passersby who are driving through the industrial park and saw a ring. And they decided to drive over and see what it was about. So they came in and checked it out. But uh, there's not typically like too many randoms around. It's usually because we operate at such weird times as it is anyway. So um, when we're there, a lot of people aren't there in the complex. So a lot of people don't see what's going on, but definitely like those who do like typically if someone drives by and sees the door open, they will like maybe just say, Hey, what is this all about? Or take a look inside. But yeah, uh, no, the kid one's the funniest one because I just, I didn't know what to say for a second. There was just a random child at the door. <laughs> so if you're not following limitless uh, wrestling on social or let's wrestle easy to do that. Limitless wrestling LW main on Twitter, limitless wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, and the TikTok and YouTube as well. 948,000 subscribers on YouTube. 358 million views. Unbelievable there. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter. Josh Nason on Twitter. Wrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs, including Let's Wrestle, their next show coming up. Tickets go on sale this week. And next week's show, or the next time we talk, we'll talk about let uh, limitless wrestling and the show at the end of the month too hot to handle sky too hotty dirty dango and all kinds of other things out price versus ace romero for the limitless wrestling world title and more surprises to come can't wait to talk about it next time for randy carver i'm josh nason and until next time be limitless